So this morning, we've got something very different for you. This is gonna be a big build up into conference. So we've gone back to past speakers at conference and uh, we've picked out three clips of uh, some of our outstanding speakers that I'm sure are gonna inspire and encourage you uh, this morning. So first up, and and it it gives you the message of New Zealand and beyond, which is just absolutely amazing. And uh, you'll, you'll see, uh, if you're not a part of conference yet, you might, after you've seen this, you might actually want to join us. But uh, the first one is Joel Home. Most of you know Joel Home. He's going to be here, not next Sunday, but the one after um, to preach for us. And so uh, we're looking forward to that. But turn your eyes to the screen and check out Mr. Joel Home. Now we get to the third and what I think is the most critical, essential part of what Hezekiah's prayer is that actually has the greatest impact for us living out New Zealand and beyond. Look at verse 19. Here's his prayer again. Now, Lord, our God, deliver us from his hand. These next two words have revolutionized not only my prayer life, but how I look at life. These next two words that seem almost insignificant are perhaps the most two powerful words of this prayer. Hezekiah says this, Lord, deliver us from his hand so that... So that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that you alone, Lord, are God. And on Monday morning, when we want to carry New Zealand and beyond with us, essential to our day is the identity of God and the need that we have, however that's defined. But then these two words that have to be a part of that, and the two words are so that. Because so that means that there will always be an integration of my life and God's greater kingdom. There will always be a match between whatever's going on in my life and whatever needs I have and God's greater mission. Hezekiah does not say, so that I will be and look like a great king. He does not even say, so that we will be safe. He says, so that the kingdoms of the world will know that you are God. If Hezekiah hadn't said, so that, I wonder if he would have said, God, you got to save us or else we will be destroyed. Uh-huh. But he says, so that, looking at the goodness and the greatness of God in this world. God, I need a job. And if you don't have so that on that, you may say, I need a job or else my family's really going to struggle. But when you have so that on that, God, I need a job so that I can bring your glory to a part of my city, so I can bring your love to a part of my city. That so that takes your life and matches it with God's greater purpose. Do you have a so that in your Mm. prayers? This so that mindset? Because wherever you are, so that means that you are there with the heart of New Zealand and beyond and his mission. I don't know if it's this way in New Zealand, but in the States, when you go to a mall, there's usually on one end of the mall a map of the mall. And there's a little red dot and it says, you are here and tells you where you are. Then if you go to the other end of the mall, that same map is there. And the only thing that's been moved is a little red dot because now you're in a different place in the mall. And it says, you are here. And wherever you're at in the mall, wherever there's a map, the red dot keeps moving and it says, you are here. Guys, that's a picture of living in New Zealand and beyond. If I'm at work, the little red dot, you are here. Okay, God, you're here with me. Your kingdom is here. If I'm at home, you are here. You are with me. Your kingdom is here. If I'm in my neighborhood. But that takes place 
When I add so that into every aspect of my life, the so that mindset combines my life and my needs with God's mission. Work. God, give me creative ideas at work so that by my work, people will see your creativity. Church. God, pour your spirit out on my church so that the city will know your reality. Money. God, make me a generous giver so that I will always trust you and worship you and be generous to lost people. Health. God, heal my friend so that he can have a full life sharing your love until his final breath. Your children. God, bring my daughter back to faith so that she will be secure in your love and spread it to others. Your family. God, help us to love each other so that my family will flourish in our neighborhood and reflect your love and created design. Yourself. God, give me wisdom so that I can actually help my neighbors and meet their needs. Your city. God, bless my city. Prosper it so that my city would know your goodness and glorify your Father. When you pray so that, you take every aspect of your life and you know that there's a greater plan of God going on. And that as much as he will meet your needs, he actually has it linked to a greater kingdom purpose. Hezekiah knows this is not just a problem to be solved. God wants to do something here. So he says, deliver us so that the kingdoms of the earth will know that you are God. And here's what takes place. When you pray so that, God, give my son a job so that when you pray so that that's when the holy spirit kicks in he kicks in and he gives you an illumination of what god's bigger plan is because sometimes we get confused over what god's doing and we get confused over the timing of god and i say god give my son a job so that and the holy spirit kicks in and gives me a sense of god's greater purpose and faith is built inside of me it is not despair It is not panic. It is not anxiety. But now I have faith. Why? Because I know God's doing something bigger. It's not just about my needs. There's something greater that is going on with his greater purpose. I have a friend. He carries the New Zealand and beyond spirit, even though he lives in Orange County. He said, God, I want to live this out on Monday. And he made a commitment. Every day that he goes to work, he shows up seven minutes early. And he sits in his car and he prays so that prayers. God, give me an opportunity to do something to help one of my coworkers so that. God, just give me just the word of something that's going on. Help me to be discerning of something that's going on in a coworker so that. God, prosper our business so that. And every day he shows up seven minutes early. And he prays so that before he goes into work. This is the mindset of New Zealand and beyond. God, you are his identity, which nature is never changing. Rock solid that we can trust in. Childlike, authentic faith and prayer. 
Help me out here, Lord. But always adding to it. So that. So every fabric of our life is connected to his greater purpose. Mm. Got my little, my team with me. Just the keyboard, uh, whatever Jody said. All right, come on, let's stand together, church. Got the drums, drummer there, thank you. <laughs> All right, so, it's one of the most powerful messages we've had, New Zealand and Beyond, because it shifts everything from me to kingdom purpose. You know, we all pray, 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 pray. But when you add so that, that's when heaven gets ignited and God comes to answer your prayers. So whatever your need is today, whatever breakthrough you're praying for, why don't you add so that? God, heal me so that I can serve you with greater fire and greater passion. Lord, bless my finances so I can give more to the Kingdom of God. Lord, help me with my studies so I can be more effective in sharing You in the, in the university or in the school or wherever it might be. Lord, bring my children back to Jesus so that they might serve You and live full lives advancing the Kingdom of God. Lord, bless my relationships with my friends and all the rest of it, Lord, so that I can have a greater witness for You, so I can do what I can to build the Kingdom of God. Lord, give me more time on my hands so I can serve You more faithfully, more diligently. I want you just to spend a minute or two there keyboard plays, the drums play something there. Just start to pray and just bring that prayer request you have right now to Lord and add so that to it. And just add so that, Lord, whatever it is, so that, Lord, I can be more effective for You. Come on, why don't you lift your voice for a moment. Don't, don't be shy here. This is action time. This is time to pray. Time to let God know why you want Him to break through and that you're going to add the so that into your situation. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God, Lord, bless Church Unlimited so that we might have a greater influence in Auckland. Oh my God, bless, anoint me more, Lord, that I might, so that, Lord, I might more effectively reach people for You. Father, so that, oh my God, Jesus. Yes, Lord, thank You, Father. Holy Spirit, would You help every person in this building today begin to see more answers to their prayers. Lord, because they've added so that, that Lord, make us more kingdom-minded. Lord, that our lives are, are given over to serving You, worshipping You, and doing what we can to advance Your Kingdom, to turn New Zealand back to You. Lord, make us a so that people so that we might see more answers to prayer, more breakthroughs, more healings, more miracles, more addictions broken, more marriages restored, more finances blessed, more businesses going to the next level, Lord, more, more breakthroughs in every area of our lives. Lord, do it, we pray. So that, so that we might advance Your Kingdom like never before. We ask in Jesus' Name. Everyone said? Tell the person next to you, that was incredible. Have you got that? Have a grab a seat. This is what happens at New Zealand and beyond is God shifts us as a people. He puts stuff into our lives because you know, New Zealand and beyond is the heartbeat of God. 
And when you join the heartbeat of God, God begins to do things in your life. Our next speaker is Glenn Berto. And uh, he is an amazing speaker. And uh, just check out this clip. You're going to enjoy it. I'm fed up with the social networks and the social media and how many different people and networks do we need to have? I didn't, I, you know, I don't follow that all. I don't, I don't do well. Some of us know you're older like me. My kids come to me and say, Dad, you need to get YouTube. Get, what is a YouTube? Why do I need a YouTube? You gotta have YouTube to look at things. Okay, well put it on my, do a YouTube then. But you need also Twitter. What do I need Twitter for? I don't need a Twitter. Yes, you gotta have Twitter. Well, put Twitter on there. Then, then you gotta have Facebook. I said, well, how many of these I've gotta put on my phone? You've gotta get these things. So I've decided I'm gonna pull them all together and have one social network and call it You Twit Face. <laughs> Come on. There you go. Vote for me, President. I will be your Prime Minister. Yes, vote for me. I'm fed up with the Bachelor and the Bachelorette teaching young people a wrong way to find a mate. Let you know 90% of all those that get the last rose are separated. They don't stay together. I'm fed up with Carl Jr.'s in there selling hamburgers with sex all the time. I'm tired of sex being involved in every commercial. I'm gonna give a call to Carl Sr., let him know what his junior's doing here. Yeah, Carl Sr. needs to know about his boy, I think. Fed up with empty churches. I'm fed up with empty altars. I'm fed up with empty prayer rooms. I'm fed up with information and not transformation. I'm fed up with us just singing in a church, but we don't sing outside the walls. If you're fed up, say me too. And you know what? It would, it would seem to, if you really look at it, crime is on the rise. We still haven't stopped abortion. Abortion is still going on. We still have crime. We have drugs that are just bigger than ever. We have young kids that walk into schools and shoot people and feel absolutely nothing. No remorse. Numb as can be. No feelings. Kids getting thrown off of an overpass because they don't want their child. Driving into a lake, drowning their children. You know what? I mean, we have seen in our society probably some of the worst of what mankind can do. And you wonder, as we sit in the church and we're saying, here we are praising God and our God is doing all this. Well, it seems like, are we? And I'm saying, God, are we doing anything? And are you really aware of what's going on? And has the devil really taken over? And there's no hope. Come on, Glenn. But then I read the next chapter where it says this. Yeah, I know it said that in the last chapter, but God says, then I saw a white cloud and seated on that cloud was someone like the son of man who had a gold crown on his head and a sharp sickle in his hand. It says, then another angel came from the temple and he shouted the one sitting on the cloud, swing the sickle from, for the time of harvest has come. The crop is ripe. Watch this. So the man sitting on the cloud swung his sickle over the earth and showed the devil that your slander, your blasphemy, 
and your destruction of the church has no avail. Because all I have to do is to swing my sickle and reap. Stand to your feet, stand to your feet, stand to your feet. This is what I want you to do. Just for about two minutes, two minutes, we're going to do. We're going to do. What does the scripture say? What does the scripture say? What does the scripture say? Scripture says there's a man in a cloud. I want you to point up to heaven. Point up to heaven. Say man in a cloud. Come on, say man in a cloud. Come on, let's stand, church, and let's do this because it was so powerful. Then it says this. Crown on his head. Head. Do this. Sickle in his hand. Do it again. You ready? Man in a cloud. Crown on his head. Sickle in his hand. Come on, let me hear you. See, you've got to understand that scripture is there to let you and I know every time you feel like it's, you're not going to make it. Every time you have it up to here. Come on. Every time you Come think on. the devil now is controlling your life, controlling your marriage, controlling your kids, controlling yeah. your church, controlling every aspect of your money, every aspect of your future. What you've got to do and you've got to remember what that says. Everybody do it with Come me. On. There is a man in a cloud with a crown in his head and sickle in his head. Say it again. See, it makes no difference. When my sister died at 33 years of age of ovarian cancer, Uh devil's trying to say, you know what, Glenn? Why do you even believe in healing? Uh Do you have something like that? Yeah, I do too. Yeah, I can't figure it out. Can't figure out with three little babies why my sister did not have the time to go ahead and maybe raise those children. But now she's in heaven because I was Lee. I led her as my first family member a year and a half before she died. I still preach on miracles. Yeah. Come on. And I look up uh-huh. to heaven and I did this at our funeral. I said, Linda, I beat you at everything. I was older than you. I was a better athlete than you. I was faster than you. I graduated ahead of you. But you finally beat me at something. Yeah. You beat me to heaven. And I'll see you again. Yeah. And the reason I can say that is because there's a see when you feel like you can't go on another Come day. Come on. Come on. When you feel like your life is falling apart. Mm-hmm. When you feel like you have no friends. When you feel like you have been sick and you have been tired for 15, 16 years with a prolonged illness. Mm -hmm. All you've got to do is remember this night Mm -hmm. that he's never moved. He's still there. He's not vacated his throne. He's still on his throne. And so this is right after he says the world looks like it's going to hell right now. But he says, don't forget, there's a man in a cloud with a crown on his head. Say it again. Now lift your hands and thank God. 
thank God that he is there. He hasn't left you. He hasn't forsaken you. He's not giving up on you, baby. He loves you. Come on, give the Lord a clap. This is what happens at conference. God just turns up and delivers some messages that blow your mind. And uh, there's a man in the clouds. Close your eyes for a moment. Let me pray for all of us. Lord, you see the struggles and the battles and the trials and the, the torment and the discouragement, the disappointment, the loss, the hurt, the pain, the strain. Lord, you see it all. And every person that's in this building and online this morning. And Lord, it can seem at times that all is lost and we're beaten. It's never gonna come good. We're never gonna come out that other side and really smile again and laugh again and celebrate again. It just seems like we're almost down and out. But Lord, in Your mercy and grace this morning, Lord, You've reminded us. Come on, church, say it together. There's a man in the clouds, the crown on his head and a sickle in his hand. One more time. There's a man in the clouds, the crown on his head and a sickle in his hands. That Lord, You will bring us through. from defeat to victory, from crisis to conference, con to, from crisis to conquest. Lord, from evil to good, in Jesus' Name. Amen. Grab a seat. We've probably kept the best till last. <laughs> I'm not sure, but anyway, that one's hard to beat. <clears throat> this one's Wayne Cadero. I mean, he is a legend among legends. He really is. And, uh, but anyway, He's gonna start off saying some things about me because I had said before he got up that I'd been trying to get him for years and years and years and he kept on refusing to come and took me years, which is actually true, to actually get him, he's such an in-demand speaker, to come along to the conference. So he's gonna to respond to that right now. Ah, 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 ah. Oh, you Wow, malo elele, talofa, hombangwa. You don't even know about that. Sit down, everybody, sit down. God forgive talky lies. I'll tell you what happened. I called him. And I said, I want to come back to New Zealand. He said, you're not ready. I said, I came once, I'm coming again. He said, you ain't ready because we've exponentially grown since you came last time. I said, I'm coming. He said, you're not ready. I said, I'm coming to 2017. He said, no, you're not. I said, I, I am, I'm coming. He said, well, we're not gonna have an offering for you. I said, I don't care. I'm coming. He said, you're not ready. I said, I'm coming and I'm paying my own way. He said, he said, now you're ready. Come on over. Hey, some time ago I was golfing 
And uh, as I was going down the fairway, this golf cart came raring at me, and it stopped. And this guy gets out, and he's looking around like this, and he says, you're Pastor Wayne Cadero. I said, yes. He said, I'm a Buddhist. I said, okay. He said, but I watch you every week on television. I said, well, that's good. He said, don't tell anybody, but I watch you every, every week. I said, okay. He said, goodbye. Thank you anyway. And he got in his cart and took off. And as he was driving down the fairway, I thought, everybody yeah. is waiting yeah. for Jesus. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I go back to the pro shop, and the pro comes out from behind the counter. He says, Pastor, can I talk with you? I said, well, sure. He said, outside. I said, okay. So we go outside. And he says, uh, Pastor, uh, my mother and I, we haven't been talking for five years. I said, oh, no. He says, yes, something happened five years ago, and I haven't spoken to her, and she hasn't spoken to me. I said, oh, that's not good. He said, yeah, and Christmas is right before Christmas. Christmas is coming up, he said, and I want to I reunite with my mom. She's getting old. I just want to talk with her again and she with me. I said, I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray for you right now that God will open that door. And when he does, I want you to bring her to church so I can meet her. He said, oh boy, that would be just great. I said, come to our Christmas service. Let's pray for that. So he bowed his head. I laid hands on him and prayed for him. And in a few weeks on Christmas, he brought his mother in and he said, this is my mom. And he yeah. gave her a big hug. When I left that golf course, I thought, everybody is waiting for Jesus. Yeah. I went to a restaurant. I was sitting in the restaurant, and the waitress comes running over and scoots into the, 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 uh, the bench across from the table, and she said, I just want to let you know, Pastor, that I went to your Easter service. I said, wonderful. And remember when you prayed for healing? I said, yes. She said, God healed my back that I'd been suffering from for two years. I said, oh, that's just wonderful. She said, but I got another problem. I said, what's that? She said, they found my mother dead the other day, and we as a family, we just don't know what to do. I said, give me your hands. Let's pray. Prayed for her, and she bowed her head, and we prayed and prayed, and gave her a big hug, and when she left, I thought, Everybody is waiting for Jesus. Everybody. Be kind. I, I was told that by God some time ago. I was meeting with a woman in my church, and she came up to the front, and, and she kind of talks a lot. And, uh, and she kept talking and talking and talking. And, and so I, I'm trying to move her on because there's people behind you. Uh-huh. God bless. Oh, yes. God bless. Oh, oh. Uh-huh. God bless you. you know? And so she kind of left, and I've met a couple of people after her, and it's like the Lord nailed me. And he said, you need to have given her just 30 more seconds. She just needed to know that she was loved, and all she needed was an embrace from you. I have two lists that I keep. One is a to-do list. We all have to-do lists. But I have one that's called a to-be list. Wow. Areas in my life that are flat, that are underdeveloped. And when God speaks to me, I write, I need to be more 
loving, need to be more kind. And this is what God says. You need to spend 30 seconds, 30 seconds more. Learn the principle of 30 seconds. Wow. Wow. 30 more seconds, that woman would have felt loved, valued, cared for. 30 seconds more. 30 more seconds with your child before you brush them off. 30 more seconds in prayer. And maybe sometimes 30 more seconds just enjoying your food. <laughs> enjoying the sunset. Enjoying a child. 30 seconds. And the Lord spoke to me about that and said, be kind. And I want you to learn the principle of 30 seconds. Be kind. Jesus said it this way. He said in John 15, I call you friends. Now listen carefully. The reason is, is because you will not win your enemies to Christ. You only win your friends. Because yeah, right. you see, if they're your enemy and you invite them to church, why should they come to church? They don't even like you. You don't win enemies to Christ. You win friends. And your friends will have an open heart. And that's why Jesus says, I no longer call you slaves. I call you friends. Be ye kind. I have one of my friends, Michael. He's an older gentleman. And he has some halting speech. He has some impediment. And uh, I think it's the beginnings of Parkinson's. And we were, and he loves God like crazy. We were at a restaurant. My wife was with me and and he was there, Michael and, and his wife, and he must be in his 70s. And, and uh, a lady came up. She was the waitress. And she served us and took our meal order. And Michael looked up at her and said, have you been working here long? And she said, oh, not too long, maybe six months. He says, do you want to be someone who works in a restaurant? She said, no, I'm actually doing this just part-time because I want to be a nurse. He said, are you going to school for nursing? She said, yes. He looked at her and said, you will be a great nurse. She said, really? Yes, I can tell just by your smile and the way you love people. God has given you a gift to be a nurse and you will be a great nurse. That's your dream, and that's God's will. She said, really? Michael said, do you want me to pray for you that God will help you to be that person? And I'm thinking, Michael, this is a restaurant. This is not a crusade. This is a restaurant. I want to eat. And she said, would you pray for me? Yes. And he grabs her hand and starts praying. Now, I'm kind of embarrassed, but I, I've got to bow my head because he's praying. <laughs> and he prays the most beautiful prayer. Lord, you have brought this beautiful woman to our table so that we can agree with her that you will fulfill your call on her life. Provide for her. Let her know how special she is in Jesus' name. And when he was done praying, she was crying wow. big crocodile tears. She said, thank you. This is one of the best evenings of my life. Wow. 
she walked away and I thought, wow, and this is a restaurant. And God just showed up. Why? Because he was some Billy Graham? No, because he was kind. You see, the doors open when we're willing to be kind to people. 30 more seconds, just 30 more seconds of kindness. It will open their hearts wide. Everybody is waiting for Jesus. I think I was. Let's have the band. The band can come and join us, the singers as See, be well. Be kind. Hey. Be willing. And be Jesus. And you start with the person right next to you. 30 more seconds. You don't have to wait until the Lord sends you to the mission field. Start right there. Mother Teresa was in an interview, and the interviewer said, Mother Teresa, what is your goal in life? She said, my goal in life is to reach the world for Jesus. And the interviewer said, my, that's a tall order. Where do you start? She smiled and she said, you start with the face that Jesus puts in front of you. Let's start with that person. Whoever Jesus brings to you might be in the shopping mall. It could be in a grocery store, could be at home, could be right here after this, this one gathering. But whoever Jesus brings in front of you, would you remember the 30 second rule? Just 30 seconds more to let that person feel loved or to be listened to. Just 30 seconds. It'll change your life. It'll help you to be kind. And then be willing because the gospel asks us to do impossible stuff and we'll never be able to achieve it. But if you're willing, his Holy Spirit has set himself to come and do and achieve what God's asked us to do. Will you trust him? Because then you'll be Jesus. Start with that person on either side of you. Say something to them that Jesus would say to them. Do something for them that Jesus would do for them. And care for them the way Jesus would care. Because if you do, you might just be a part of a person's forever being changed, the very one that Jesus wanted to change. And if you'll do that, you'll see how precious God is because everybody is waiting for Jesus. Amen. Well, let's stand together, shall we? Just to recap, three of the great messages we've heard at New Zealand Beyond over the years, and there's been many others. So that, close your eyes for a moment, please. If you will add so that to your prayers, so that you can advance the kingdom or whatever that looks like, you're gonna start seeing a lot more answers. Because when you add so that, the Holy Spirit begins to work on your behalf because that is the heart of God is to reach lost people for Jesus, is to expand His kingdom. So that, you know, the more we live for Jesus, the more we serve Him, the more committed we are to Him, I believe the more He answers <clears throat> our prayers. I can't go into Scriptures on that, but it's true.
so that. And then, no matter what you're going through today, whatever the struggle, whatever the battle, whatever the heartache, whatever the pain, there's a man in the clouds, the crown on his head and a sickle in his hand. He's gonna take good care of you. There are better days ahead. Surely goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. His plans for you are for good and not for evil, to give you a future and to give you a hope. <clears throat> and then that last message, what it was actually all about was be willing, do whatever God wants you to do. Be kind, 30 seconds more, be Jesus. That was a, such a powerful message at the time. Be willing, do whatever God calls you to do. What's He saying to you right now? What is He asking you to do? Be willing, then be kind, just be kind. <laughs> Wouldn't it be a fantastic thing if the Church of Jesus Christ, we could just be kind? Kind to one another, just kind. And then be Jesus. <laughs>